the 4400, Journeyman, the Dead Zone, Big Shots, Passions, and a whole lot more. Stay tuned. Hello there, and welcome to this edition of the TV Series Finale Podcast. Today is Wednesday, January 2nd, 2008, and I am your host, Trevor Kimball. And if you're a regular listener, as always, thanks very much for joining me once again. If this is your first time listening, I want to let you know that this podcast is part of the TVSeriesFinale.com website. The website is devoted to talking about the last episodes of various TV shows, reunions, and revivals. And as part of that, we also talk a lot about cancellation news. TV networks cancel shows all the time these days, and we find that viewers are left to wonder what happened to their favorite shows. So through the website and this podcast, I do my best to try to keep you caught up. It's been a while since the last show, but going into the new year, we're going to get back on a regular schedule, and I appreciate your sticking with me. As always, I appreciate your listening and support. So, without further ado, let's get to the news. Want to take an interesting college class? Well, the University of California, San Diego, is offering a class for fans of Buffy the Vampire Slayer. It's entitled Popular Culture in Critical Perspective, Buffy the Vampire Slayer, and will examine the series' impact on television and the show's themes of feminism, morality, uh, extended family, and the ethics of violence. The course instructor is no stranger to the show, her name is Nancy Holder, and she has written several Buffy books. You can find a link to more information in the podcast show notes at tvseriesfinale.com. The Veronica Mars comic book is apparently still a possibility. As you might remember, after the Veronica Mars television show was canceled earlier last year, series creator Rob Thomas mentioned that he might continue the Gal Sleuth's adventures in another medium, possibly comic books. Several cult shows have had great success in continuing in comics, not the least of which, of course, is Joss Whedon's Buffy the Vampire Slayer Season 8. TV Guide's Michael Osiello asked Rob Thomas about the Veronica Mars comic, and Thomas said that he's actually been meeting with DC Comics about the project. But before he proceeds any further, Thomas wants to be sure that writing the comic won't be a problem with the writer's strike. We'll keep you posted. The Stargate SG-1 movie is finally coming out! When the movie show was cancelled by Sci-Fi earlier this year, Fans could take some consolation in the fact that MGM was producing two made-for-DVD SG-1 movies. Though they've both been shot, the release dates were delayed. Well, I'm happy to tell you that Stargate The Ark of Truth is set to hit stores on March 11, 2008. The movie picks up where the series left off and will finish off the Ori storyline. The DVD will also include a special featurette on the making of the movie and will include commentary from the director, the director of photography, and actor Christopher Judge. The second movie, entitled Stargate SG-1 Continuum, should arrive in stores later in 2008, but unfortunately we don't have a firm date just yet.
The New York Post has reported that John Travolta is no longer part of the upcoming Dallas big screen movie. The project that's based on the 1970s television show has been in the works for a few years, and though several attached directors and actors have come and gone during that time, John Travolta has remained slated to play bad guy J.R. Ewing, a role obviously originated by the incomparable Larry Hagman. Well, sources say that those in charge felt that Travolta doesn't fit with their current vision of the movie now that it's set to be a comedy picture. No word exactly on who's set to take Travolta's place to play JR, but some people have speculated it would be Ben Stiller. Stiller's representation has denied the rumor. If you're a fan of Sex in the City, you know all too well, I am sure, that Carrie, Samantha, Miranda, and Charlotte are reuniting for a movie that will arrive in theaters this spring. If the Sex in the City movie performs well, there could be another. Or possibly two more. A United Kingdom newspaper has reported that a second script is currently being written and there are options in the actresses' contracts which would obligate them to appear in a second and third movie. Will that happen? We'll just have to wait to see how well the first one does coming this spring. USA Network has announced the end of two of its original series, The 4400 and The Dead Zone. The 4400's creator, Scott Peters, first broke the news to fans about his show and said, quote, It's with great sadness that I pass along to you the information I've just received. The 4400 has been canceled. We've had a great time bringing you this story and submersing you in the lives of all these incredible characters. Peters went on to say, So let me raise my metaphorical glass to you all and thank you for being so loyal and so dedicated. I wish we could go on forever, but the party has to come to an end. Be well, and on behalf of all of us at the 4400, thank you. It's been a pleasure. End quote. Actress Jacqueline McKenzie, who plays Diana Scorus on the show, posted to fans on her MySpace page soon after, saying, quote, I know I speak for all the cast. We really appreciate the support and dedication of our fans. Thank you. End quote. Shortly thereafter, USA's Executive VP of Original Programming, Jeff Wachtel, made a statement about both the 4400 and the Dead Zone, saying, quote, We wish we could keep all of our great shows alive forever, but we feel we need to give some of our new shows a platform to grow. And it's with great sadness that we say goodbye to two shows that had a great run and helped create the resurgence of original programming on our network and on all of cable. End quote. The 4400 has been on the air for four seasons, and The Dead Zone has been around for six. When their last episodes aired in September, both shows left several series storylines unresolved. You would hope that there would be at least some plan to wrap up the series with maybe a few more episodes or even a TV movie. Unfortunately, that doesn't seem to be the case. A source at USA has said that there are no plans for any kind of resolution for either series. I don't know about you, but I, it really seems like a, a real shame and a kick in the stomach for longtime fans of the shows. 
Hopefully, the show's production companies will see that there is still some sort of demand for resolution, and we'll find some way to do it. In any case, we'll keep you posted, just in case that happens. So stay tuned. News doesn't look much better for NBC's freshman time travel series called Journeyman. Despite having the coveted spot behind the Peacock's successful Heroes series on Monday night, Journeyman has not been doing well in the ratings. For whatever reason, NBC just can't seem to get that time slot to work from them. If you recall, NBC had really bad luck with Studio 60 on the Sunset Strip, the Black Donnellys, and the Real Wedding Crashers last year, all in the 10 p.m. Monday night time slot. Journeyman seemed to like a good fit, actually, to retain the hero's audience, but for whatever reason, it just hasn't worked out that way. Journeyman debuted back on September 24th and tells the story of San Francisco reporter Dan Vassar, played by Kevin McKidd, who finds that he begins jumping through time. The show attracted 9.5 million viewers, but slipped significantly in the following weeks. The series creator Kevin Falls saw the writing on the wall, and wanted to give viewers some sense of closure by the end of the 13th episode. Falls said, quote, We wrote it in a way so it could be the series-ending show. I mean, it wouldn't answer every question, but it would give you a lot to chew on. We would give you some answers, and we'd withhold others. End quote. The episode actually aired a couple weeks ago, and follows Dan as he travels to meet a mental institution patient who turns out could be a time traveler just like Dan. I'm not going to give anything else away in case you haven't seen it and want to catch it online, but it does indeed uh, offer a few solutions and actually opens up a lot more doors on uh, what could be going on and why Dan travels. NBC opted not to order any more episodes beyond the initial 13-episode order of Journeyman, so based on the series' poor ratings and the ongoing writer's strike... It's unfortunately looking like uh, Journeyman has actually come to a close. There is, however, a slim possibility that NBC could renew the series for a second year, but i got to be honest, that really seems unlikely. The best chance for the series is that if the writer's strike drags on and, you know, NBC doesn't have many options for new shows next fall, they might be inclined to give Journeyman another try. We're probably not going to know anything on that front for quite a while. And as I said, it is a slim possibility at best. But uh, if we hear something about it, you will be the first to know. It looks like ABC's Big Shots is likely on its way out. The series has been performing poorly following the very popular Grey's Anatomy on ABC's Thursday Night lineup, losing a significant amount of the Grey's Anatomy audience. What seems obvious to most everyone except ABC is that Big Shots, which is, you know, kind of more of a guy show, doesn't work all that well with Grey's Anatomy, which attracts a larger female audience. Why they don't try and hook Big Shots up with another show that is uh, attracts more of the male demographic, I don't know, but they don't. 
In any case, Big Shots debuted in September, and ABC ran it for seven consecutive weeks before pulling it off the schedule for part of November sweeps. They brought it back for a single December episode before dropping it once again. ABC now says that it will be returning on January 10th. Big Shots is most likely returning only because ABC doesn't have much scripted programming left because of the writer's strike. And uh, quite honestly, in a normal year, I really think Big Shots would probably already have been canceled. Big Shots is one of the few new series that has not been giving that's not been given an order for additional episodes beyond the initial 13. There are six new episodes left to air, so hopefully ABC will at least air them all. And now some unfortunate news for fans of the NBC, now DirecTV, soap opera Passions. This year has been a twisting and turning roller coaster ride for fans of Passions. Well, I think it's finally come to an unfortunate end. Just 11 months ago, NBC announced that the network was canceling eight year old Passions. The soap would leave the airwaves in fall 2007, at least in part to make room for a fourth hour of the Today Show. The Peacock Network owns the soap opera and assured fans that it was trying to find a new home for the residents of Harmony. Well, miraculously, Passions was saved a few months later. In April, NBC announced that it would continue to produce the soap and new episodes would air four days a week exclusively on DirecTV. Soon after, the satellite TV provider launched a major campaign that urged fans to subscribe to their service and to get their friends to do the same, to keep up with all their favorite residents of Harmony on Passions. Fans were told that this would be the only way that they would be able to see the exclusive Passions programming. Many pleaded that they couldn't subscribe to DirecTV, so online viewing was made available in October for a hefty $19.95 monthly fee. Now, after being on DirecTV for just a few months, the soap has been canceled once again. The news first leaked out in a message from actress Tracy Ross to her fans. The rumors were then confirmed a few hours later by Lisa Huber and Eric Martsoff. According to the actors, DirecTV opted not to renew the soap opera. After an eight-week extension, production will be shutting down for good on March 28, 2008. According to Ross and Huber, Passion's weekly schedule will also soon be trimmed from four to three episodes a week, ensuring that the series will air throughout the summer. This is likely being done to stretch the soap's time on DirecTV to a year. Because DirecTV subscriptions typically come with a year commitment, the provider likely wants to have ammunition against claims that fans have been the victim of some kind of bait-and-switch. A report from Variety the next day verified that actually DirecTV had indeed decided not to renew Passions for a second year. DirecTV had ordered 52 additional episodes of the Supernatural Soap, and plans to trim the soap schedule from four to three episodes a week beginning in January. The new episodes will be stretched to last until August 2008. Production of Passions shut down on December 19th for the holidays and won't resume until February. Shooting is slated to then continue until March 24th, and then it'll shut down for good. There is, however, a small chance that Passions might find yet another home. 
Since the show's production costs have been already greatly reduced in the past couple months, another venue could potentially pick it up. A likely candidate seems to be the Oxygen cable channel, which NBC Universal recently acquired. Or there's a possibility NBC could continue to produce Passions as an internet-only program. DirecTV opted not to respond to our uh, inquiries about this story, so we'll just have to keep waiting and listening. And of course, we'll keep you posted. Now let's take a look at what some of the actors from past TV shows are doing these days. It's a little feature that we like to call green room chatter. A green room, of course, is where the guests for television shows wait before they go on. And you never know. When you go in a green room, you might hear all sorts of interesting little tidbits about who's going to be where. Josh Henderson, who was on 101, and most recently you probably saw him as the hunky boyfriend on uh, Desperate Housewives, has been signed to star in an indie film called The Jerk Theory. The Jerk Theory is currently shooting in Utah and follows the story of an aspiring recording artist. Henderson will also record the soundtrack for the picture. Others in the cast include Tom Arnold, who used to be married to Roseanne and on Roseanne's show, Todd Bridges from Different Strokes, and Danny Bonaducci from, of course, The Partridge Family. Care Gilcrest, who was the young kid on The Winner, recently wrapped filming a lead role in The Egg Factory. Gilcrest plays a 12-year-old genius who works with his estranged uncle to save a girl from danger. The movie also stars Colin Ferguson, who was in Coupling a few years ago, sitcom, and is currently starring in Eureka on cable, and Emily Hirsch, who appeared on The Blade TV series which was very popular in cable and is still very popular today. We still get quite a few inquiries about that show, even though it was quite short run. It only ran for one season. True Calling's Eliza Dushku and Carnival's John Savage have signed on to star in the indie film The Thacker Case. The movie revolves around the mysterious death of multiple drunk driving offender Kevin Thacker, whose body was discovered behind an Iowa police station. Savage will play Thacker's father, and Dushku will play a young attorney that assists in the case. As I said, it's based on a true story. Michelle Williams, who appeared on Dawson's Creek, has been added to the cast of Martin Scorsese's next film, Shutter Island. The film stars Leonardo DiCaprio, who got one of his big braids on Growing Pains, and Mark Ruffalo, who was on The Beat in his earlier days. And uh, the movie's based on a novel by Dennis Lehane. Williams will play opposite Leonardo DiCaprio as his deceased wife, presumably in flashbacks or something. Marisol Nichols, who you might remember from Injustice, has been signed as the female lead in the upcoming Screen Gems feature, Felon, opposite Val Kilmer. In the movie, a family guy is convicted of killing an intruder and must cope with a violent life inside prison. Yeah, wouldn't want to be him. All right, and that's going to wrap up this edition of the podcast. I sincerely hope that your new year has gotten off to a great start wherever you are and whatever you're doing. 
For my part, I'm resolving to put the podcast out on a bi-monthly basis, so you can expect to hear another one mid-month. As always, I really enjoy hearing from you, either your feedback on the podcast or if you have some sort of question. You can email me at podcast at tvseriesfinale.com or you could even leave a message on the voicemail at 213-985-1014. That's 213-985-1014. And uh, if you'd like to receive these podcasts automatically, by all means, please subscribe for free via iTunes or whatever podcast subscription software tickles your fancy. And by the way, if you like the show and would like to help support it, please leave a review on iTunes. By doing this, you help promote the show and make it possible for more people to find it. I'd really appreciate it. And, of course, don't forget to visit tvseriesfinale.com for the latest cancellation news, past podcasts, videos, and details on the last episodes of your favorite shows. I'm your host, Trevor Kimball, and until next time, which won't be too long, I promise, stay tuned.